Healing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The mystery that's been hid all from the prophets and all of them desired to look into these things, even the angels were not able to look into it. It's a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. It's the mystery of wisdom. And wisdom cried at the gate. And with all you're getting, get wisdom. For the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Where there is no fear of God, there is no wisdom. Knowledge, there on the other hand, can have all that a person knows, speak with the tongues of men and men of angels, have all knowledge, and yet has not charity. It is a tinkling brass and a sounding cymbal. What Paul means by that is that there abide faith, hope, and charity. Now, we put much emphasis on faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But that's the beginning. You have to add to your faith through obedience under righteousness. You have to add to your faith virtue. Then you can't stop there. You have to add to your virtue, then knowledge. And that's the knowledge of God, not the worldly knowledge, not knowledge of the world, but the knowledge of God. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Then knowledge, temperance. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate or self-controlled in all things. Then temperance, patience. And patience, after you've done the will of God, you have need of patience. Let patience have a perfect work. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. And experience uh, worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Then to patience you add godliness. Now that's the godlike. The mystery of godliness. Now, that's a mystery in itself. What is the mystery of godliness? The God life. How can we live the life that pleases God? A godliness, a holiness lifestyle. Because God himself was manifest in the flesh. We see that in 1 Timothy 3.16. God was manifest in the flesh, not a second person of the Godhead. God himself. The Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, God himself. <clears throat> Elohim, El Shaddai. Jehovah, God, was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. It's all in and through Jesus alone. For he works salvation in and of himself alone. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. It's all about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, but there is and contained in that cross all that things that pertain to godliness and holiness. And we have to diligently seek the Lord our God for these things. So that God life is that the way, the truth, and the life has already been manifest some 2,000 years ago, showing us the way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> the words that Jesus said, I spake, he said, are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth in me. So we have the words of God. But Words of God is one thing, and that is God, who is his word, which in the beginning was the word of God. And the word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. The word is that spirit. It's the expression office of that spirit, the one spirit of God. That word re reveals his thought, plan, purpose, and will. We wouldn't know it without the word. And how does God do all things? Well, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. How? And God said, let there be 
light. In other words, meat come forth. Primeval, primeval light. Well, that is Jesus. That is the Father. <clears throat> that is the Holy Ghost. That is the Spirit of God. <clears throat> the Word is God that created all things. And we find that in John 1, verse 1, for all things were made, created by him, for him, and for his good pleasure, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. But there's a mystery. And how far and how deep do we have to go? He that digged deep and founded a rock, that is, Jesus said, a wise man. Not this surface deep, but dig deep and founded a rock. And then built his house upon that rock. Not just the foundation, not just the walls, but all the way to the capstone, the headstone, the chief cornerstone. It is the height, depth, length, and width of Christ himself. The mystery of wisdom is revealed. For grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. But to what extent do we have to know it? Just in... Uh, in a baby's term, born of the water and the spirit, as a newborn babe, desires and sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby? <clears throat> no, we've got to go higher. Well, then we go from babies to little children. I run you little children because you've known the Father. Jesus said, if you'd have known me, you'd have known the Father because he is the Father revealed. He is the express image of his person. Singular person, not three persons, only one person. Hebrews 1, verse 1 through 3. Well, there is, that's not the last step either. Then we go from little children to young men. That is, the inward man created after Christ Jesus is growing, though the outward man perisheth. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day through eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood. That is the word of God. And Jesus stated there that I have many things to tell you disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. They were headed to the cross. They had walked with Jesus for three and a half years. But Jesus said, not just some, I have many things to tell you, the voice of the Lord, but you're not able to bear them now. But when the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, he'll speak of me for all that the Father's given is given unto me, and he will show you things that will come to pass. Well, the final consummation of it is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants these things. Things that must shortly come to pass. That signified it by his angel unto John, the body of Christ. And there we have young men. They're the overcomers. We see that in Revelation the second and the third chapter of Revelation. Well, him that overcometh, they hear the voice of the Son of God. And at that point, the ones that obey, not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word, not a hearer of the words of the book of this prophecy, but those that keep the words of the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ. But what's the mystery? This mystery that's been held for generations in time past, but is now revealed that mystery of God that should be finished at the voice of the seventh angel. That time should be no longer. 
and the mystery of God should be finished. <clears throat> What's the mystery of God? We find this in Revelation 10 when John's taking the little book, the Bibliridian, out of the angel's hand and eat all of it. Now he has heard what the seven thunders uttered, their voices, and he was about to write, said, write it not. It's going to come through the word of God and those that diligently seek him will only be the ones that will be meet for the master's use as vessels of honor. And those that do not will not understand and will be cut off. Now that's a hard thing to say. God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. However, God cannot deny his word. And he says there in Matthew 7, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because they did not do the will of the, Jesus said, of my father. He didn't do the will of God. They will profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've cast out devils in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. Then he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me, that you that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God in obedience, obeying those things, and the Holy Ghost is given to them that obey him. And because we don't, that iniquity, that lawlessness, and iniquity will abound in the last days. And because iniquity abounds, the love of many will wax cold. And we have that pulling away. So it's like that light. Rejoice not, O me, O mine enemy, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the world will be in darkness. The Lord will be a light unto me. The path of the just is as that shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. So now we're going in and there's only one light of God and God is that light. And in him is no darkness at all. But the point is, is how much light do we have to walk in? Walk in the light as he is in the light. And that's the mystery of wisdom. With all you're getting, get wisdom. For he that getteth wisdom, gives life. And God has put all life, that all life should dwell in the Son of God, Christ Jesus. All life, and that life is the light of God. And we're to walk in that light as he's in the light. The mystery of wisdom that is now revealed, that Jesus there in the days of his flesh spoke in Proverbs about this mystery. Paul declares a mystery, this mystery, <laughs> in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. And he said uh, that you and I are to have the full acknowledgement and the understanding of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Now, that's a mystery that has been uh, literally they commented on, debated, and some falling out in different opinions as to what the mystery is. What is the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ? Well, let's take a look at it, and I'm reading from the book of Colossians, Paul's uh, in the second chapter of his letter to Colossia, and said, I would, uh, you know, what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. And for as many as not seen my flesh, 
by faith in the flesh. Verse 2, that their hearts might be comforted. Now, this is a comfort. The mystery of knowing that wisdom is a comfort. That being knit together in love, it knits the body of Christ together in love. It rejoices in the truth. It is the binding in the unity of the faith. It is not just knowledge. It's wisdom. And that wisdom has always been hid from those that do not have a pure heart toward God. And being knit together in love and to all riches. Now, all the riches, that's the treasure to be revealed in the last day, said God, is this not sealed up among my treasures? Deuteronomy 32. That this work will reveal the true rock, for their rock is not our rock. And the world themselves being witnesses. For the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the trouble, the tribulation. When he sees their power's gone, not Holy Ghost power, their power. We're coming to the end of our own flesh, our own labors. And those that enter into the rest of God will cease from our own labors. And when we, at the end of our own power, our own labor, our own working in the flesh, and there's none shut up or left, that is, there's nothing that is not totally open that was hid. There's nothing shut up or left. It's all revealed. What has been spoken in the closet is now a little shouted upon the housetop. And this revelation of Jesus will be known in all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. This mystery of wisdom, this in the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound this voice, the voice of Almighty God, that time would be no longer. There would be no more delay in time. We've come to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. It's time for the harvest to be literally, literally harvested and put into the barner, in the barn and the garner. Well, what is this mystery? The mystery of God should be finished as was spoken by all the holy apostles all the holy prophets, all that has been spoken down through the ages. Jesus himself saying, the words that I speak are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works, revealing that he is the resurrection and the life. But it's a mystery of wisdom. It's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. When we see there, in verse 3, Colossians 2, verse 3, it states that it was hidden. It's hidden in Christ. Everything is in him, in Christ, through Christ, and by Christ alone. The whole work of salvation and the all work of the ministry, all the work in justification, sanctification, and ultimate glorification is in Christ. It's the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. And it gives us in verse 3, in whom? One person, not three, not two, 
in whom, one person, are hid all the treasures of wisdom. Wisdom and knowledge. <clears throat> Not worldly knowledge. You get worldly knowledge by just Googling anything and it's immediately at our fingertips. Well, we're not talking about worldly knowledge, knowledge that is loving the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. The world passes away, the lust thereof. Whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. Well, it's hid in him. What's hid in him? In Christ, the man Christ Jesus. Who is God manifest in the flesh? 1 Timothy 3.16. That's the whole mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. God himself was justified in the spirit. It was seen. He, the Lord God, Christ, was seen of angels. <clears throat> preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world and then received up end to glory. Well, it's hid. The hidden riches, the treasures of God, are to be revealed in the last days. God is doing it now for those that have an ear to hear. And he said this mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ are different offices of the Spirit of God, not titles. They're offices. Why is that offices? Because it's the function of the Spirit. How and what he does in and of himself alone. The mystery of God. Well, God was manifest in the flesh. God himself. Emmanuel, God with us. That is 1 Timothy 3.16. But the mystery of God and of the Father. There's a mystery of the Father. Yes, the Father's administrative office of the Spirit of God. The primary office function of that Spirit is the Father, but it's a function. That is uh, the Father of all, creator of all, and he is the Father of lights, in whom is no verbalness of turning at all. And that is that he is God, faithful and true, and cannot deny himself. This mystery of God will reveal the Father, who is the Christ, who is God, who is the Father, who is Christ, because it's one person. The mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, we are told, are three, which is a total lie, total deception that's been in the earth for centuries. But God's now revealing it because we're in the last of the last days. He is now saying, come and let us return to the Lord, the true God in eternal life. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten, he will bind us up. Why in Hosea 6 is he doing this? Not to destroy mankind, but to reveal who he is, to get our attention, the chastening rod that will be upon the ones that he loves not for us to be condemned with the world, but that we will return to the true revelation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the Father of glory, the Word, who is the Holy Ghost. And this is the time for it. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. That mystery 
that will be revealed in the last days, saith God, that's sealed up among my treasures to be revealed. And that revealing is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That is the last book in the Bible, in your word. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, the things of faith, all things. The things that Jesus said to his disciples, I have many things to tell you, disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. Well, when? In the last of the last days, in the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the time would be no longer. The mystery of God should be finished as he has been stolen and revealed by his servants, the prophets. And that is, uh, that is in him, in whom are hid all treasures, not some, but all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. People read the Old Testament, think there's wisdom. Well, there's principles of wisdom, but it's not the person of wisdom. That will be revealed in and through the body of Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Where you grow up into him in all things, not partial truth, all truth. Somebody, I don't think we can come into all truth and all perfection before we get into the sweet by and by. Well, that is also a lie because it is now revealed. And we'll see that in the word of God that Jesus said, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs. I'm not going to hide anything from you. I'm going to show you plainly of the father. Plainly, John 16. When we see that the deception in the last days will be against this mystery, the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, as Paul talked to the church at Colossia, saying this is what will be the Antichrist, the anti-God, the anti-truth, the anti-wisdom, the anti-understanding of God, that it's given to us to know these things, not partial things, not partial truth, but all truth, all things, uh, that are now freely given to us, all faith. He goes on and says, how do we know this? He says, in whom, in the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom. Wisdom cries. Cries at the gate to turn in and get wisdom. Which, the beginning is the fear of God. But the fullness of it is growing up into him in all things and all truth. He goes on, and Paul says in Colossians 2, verse 4, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you. Beguile you with enticing words? These are enticing words, seducing spirits. Not just spirits, but very seductive spirits. That the flesh wants to reach out and grab. That it sounds so good. That you're going to be blessed and have all uh, money, wisdom of the world. You can have the world and God too. You can serve God and money, which the word of God says you can't. But they say you can. It's very enticing. It's a prosperity gospel. Then by peace shall destroy many and they cleave to them with flatteries. And that is the main thing that's going on now 
and the external, and I say external, not the real church, but the external church that we say is the quote-unquote church in the earth. Well, God is revealing it now. To get our attention, he's using judgments. For when judgments in the land, man will learn righteousness. Righteousness is true holiness. We see that in Romans 6. Even though we have the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory, he said, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are you the servants to whom you obey whether of sin unto death. Well, wait a minute. You have the Holy Ghost. Yes, but it must be obeyed. We have to do the will of God. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in us, both the will and to do of his good pleasure, not ours. And if we don't do the will of God, whatever the particular will of God, or the members in particular in the body of Christ, do not do the will that God has called that member for, then that person will not be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Calling him Lord, Lord, knowing that he is the Father of glory, he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, but not able to enter in because they didn't do the will of God. So the body is compacted together, and whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love and to the knowledge of, the knowledge of the Son of God. The Son of God has come to give us an understanding of this wisdom. First John 5, 20. The Son of God has come. The Son of God has come and has given us an understanding of him that is true. That's truth, wisdom, God, knowledge, understanding of him. And we are in him that is true even in his son. For his is the spirit, the son is the revealing of it. God manifest, not just the invisible spirit God that is omnipresent everywhere, but revealed. The revealed wisdom, the revealed knowledge that has been hid in Christ is now revealed. It's the revealing of Jesus Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto God's own servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it, sealed it by his angel unto John. And that is that measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, not just newborn babies, not just little children, not young men that have overcome the world, and overcome the devil in their own flesh through obedience, certainly grown up, but still one step further, <clears throat> that of fathers. And John says in his epistle, 1 John 2, 12 through 14, I write unto you fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. You have this mystery of wisdom, not partial truth, not just knowing that Jesus is the Father, but you have been led and guided in all truth, all perfection, in all perfected glory, into the measure, the stature, the fullness of Christ, and to a perfect man. For Jesus is coming back to take to him 
a church, a bride, without spot, without blemish, perfect in all her ways, that has made herself ready, not carnal-minded. To be carnal-minded is death. And carnal-minded is divisions, envy, stride, strife, hate, murder, malice toward one another, divisions in the body of Christ. Somebody said, well, that's inevitable. We can't get away from that. And Well, through the work of the ministry, through this work of God, he will perfect the body of Christ. We will come together. That's the reason why when we have the stones of the breastplate of judgment, and we see these same stones in the New Jerusalem, in the stones of the breastplate of judgment, we see individual stones. For example, there is an onyx stone. And that onyx stone, to blanch and make white, we find on that written the tribe of Dan according to the battle order of Numbers 10. And then Numbers 2, as well as Exodus 28. But we also see a sardius. Now in that sardius, we have that Judah written. Well, Sardius, Judah, and the Onyx, Dan, individual stones. But yet now we see in Revelation in the New Jerusalem a Sardonyx. We have had the fire of God that has literally, through this tempered mortar, made the Sardius and the Onyx stone a Sardonyx. We're one in the Lord Jesus Christ, in him, of him, and through him, beginning to manifest the one God eternal life through the body of Christ, manifested sons of God, which will be in the final day of the Lord. But before then, there's truth that must be entered in, and that is on the Mount of Transfiguration, we see three. Not only do we see Jesus, but we see Moses and Elijah. We see Jesus, obviously, because in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He is the resurrection and the life. That in him all life should dwell. That he is the light of the world. But he said, I'm the light of the world. While I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. But it's expedient that I go away. For if I go not away, the comfort of the Holy Ghost will not come. Then he said, when that happens, for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Then uh, that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory, filled with the Holy Ghost. Then I said, you are the light of the world. You are that city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. You are the living epistles. You're the royal priesthood. You are the ones being led and guided into all truth that know him that's from the beginning. Fathers, not babies, not little children, not young men, as John stated in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, showing us the different stages of growth in glory, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. But it's the fathers that have been led and guided into all truth. They know him. That's from the beginning. The word in all things. 
That's the mystery of wisdom and knowledge. For in Christ, that in him alone, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's only revealed to those that have a pure heart. The wise that literally take this wisdom shall understand these things. But the wicked cannot understand these things. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life. And carnally minded, you have the Holy Ghost, but not obey it. The natural man cannot receive the things of God to begin with. But to be carnally minded is that we have the Holy Ghost, but we don't obey it. We think, well, the pastor will lead us into all truth. And besides, you won't have to know it anyway because you've got a salvation, uh, saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you've asked him to come into your heart. You, you've bought that, that uh, that's enough for salvation. Or you've gone on born of the water and spirit in Acts 2.38 and think that's all there is. Not realizing we have to grow up into him in all things. That we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, which our faith will be tried as by fire in, the, in these last days. That's the reason and the essential reason for us to be sealed. It is a necessity. It's imperative that we are sealed because if we're not, we will not be able to stand in the last days, which means that we have to grow up in him in all things, which is all wisdom and all knowledge in the things pertaining to salvation. Not just that Jesus is uh, the Christ, but we have to understand the revelation of Christ and who he is. Not only his person, but his work as well. Paul goes on and says, it's in him. It's in whom? Christ. This mystery of God and the Father of Christ, who is only but one in whom, one man, that are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And he warns us and says, in this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. These uh, enticing, seducing spirits that will prevail in the last days. And he says, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying, beholding your order. Let everything be done decently and in order. And he's joying, rejoicing in the order of the church at Colossia and says, and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Now, why does he say Christ? Because the revelation of Jesus, who is the Christ, is the foundation rock of the church. In Matthew 16, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, that Son of Man is a capital S, not just referring to the flesh. That is another era. Because the Son of Man is revealed as Jesus speaking in that in John 3.13 says, No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven, and Jesus standing there looking at him, stating that he's in heaven, that he is that man, not a human, not a man in a humus body or dirt body, but the man, the spirit, God Almighty, who is a man of war? That man. Jesus said, I'm him. The son of man, 
is that only one that's come down from heaven, which is now while he was speaking to them in heaven. Well, that certainly was a mystery. That's a son of man. And Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, you know, the man that came down from heaven, when that is in heaven, that who do, who do the people say that I, the son of man, am? What do they say? Well, some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. You're just a man that's got spirit of God and you prophesied. But then Jesus asked a very important question to them. But who do you say I am? That's the I am that I am. That's a self-existent eternal God almighty. That always is was and always has been and will be God. Peter said, thou art the Christ. He gives us a revelation of Christ. Thou art you, Jesus. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Not God, the son, the son of the living God. There's revelation. We have to understand the rock. And it's given to us to know these mysteries, and especially the mystery of wisdom, the mystery of this knowledge that is only in Christ Jesus, as stated by Paul in Colossians 2, 3. Well, Jesus said to Peter, Simon Barjona, call him by his earthly name. Flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee. This is not a worldly thing that you just said. This is not worldly knowledge of the world. You didn't learn this with the human intellect. But you've received it of my father. Then he changes his name from the earthly name, Simon Barjona, his worldly earthly name. He changes it because the character is changed of Peter, the very essence, as revealed in his name. Simon, to hear and understand, Bar, that is Chaldean, or son of Jonah. Now you're going to have a different name, thou art Peter. A piece of the rock, Petros. You are a piece of the rock. And he says, Thou art Peter upon this rock. I will build my church. Not just that's only it. That's the only foundation. I'm not going to build on it. No, I'm going to build it on this foundation. Christ will be the foundation and Christ will be the final, final headstone or the last stone, which will be also the foundation stone. It'll be the foundation stone and the capstone. Thou art this Christ, the son of the living God. That's the revelation that changed his name from Simon Barjona to Peter. Why? Upon this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose upon earth will be loose in heaven. What? Through an intellectual knowledge? No through the leading of the Holy Ghost. That's the reason Jesus in John 20, 22, breathed on the disciples and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. 
One, he say spirit. We say be the Holy Spirit. Because a ghost is a, is a spirit of a person. Ghost. It's a spirit of Jesus manifest in the flesh. When you say Holy Ghost, you're denoting the blood that God came by water and blood. This is he, Jesus, who is the Christ. God manifest there in flesh. And whenever that manifestation of wisdom, the manifestation of knowledge, the mystery revealed, that is that key, that is that the body of Christ Whosoever sins you remit on earth will be remitted. But only God can forgive sins. But he said, this is the power given to you, not through your intellect, but through the power of the Holy Ghost in the corporate body of Christ. Because <clears throat> he breathed on them and said, receive you the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Well, that is some power. Well, let this man be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be with God, and made himself of no reputation. We are supposed to be broken, humble, and contrite, not walking around in a spirit of a peacock, thinking, look at me, look at me, and my feathers that are spread, and all that I am in God. No, we lift up Jesus and Jesus only. For it's him, by him, in him, and through him only do we do anything. That is, of our own selves, we can do nothing. So therefore, that mystery, that mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, is what the devil, the Satan, the old Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition, gets his power from the dragon, will set out to deceive all the world, deceiveth the whole world, and only those that understand the mystery that are sealed, sealed by that Holy Ghost with the Spirit of God in their foreheads, the mind of Christ, will be able to stand. The apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7. God's doing it now. He's already sent his angel from these having the seal of the living God to those that will hear. It's already there. It's in operation now. And that light that is shining is greater than what it was before. So as that light there, as it is shining, it's greater than what it was before. And the ones that were setting back in the past light that was present truth is now dimmed. How does the gold become dim? Why? Because God has shown forth present truth, the proceeding word of God by which man shall live by, and we have to walk in that light or we're backslidden. So that means that most there of the real believers are need and or, or it's an essential that we approach and go into that light. If we don't, then it becomes dim, and then if we don't go in and make ourselves new wineskins with a new wine, 
then we're make an old wine skin, try to put the new thing in and say, no, we will not hold that wine and not, and it will fail in us. Then it will be destroyed. So we have to walk in this present truth. And that present truth is all wisdom, all knowledge, which is in Christ Jesus alone. Paul warns us of this. He said, now, look, I want you to know there's going to be a time of testing and trial. And we will come forth as pure gold. And he says that as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Now, notice this is a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. And he says, as you have received Christ Jesus who? The Lord, Kyrios, which is the Greek Kyrios, which is the Hebrew Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Tetragrammaton, Yahweh. The self-existent eternal spirit of God. Who is that? Christ Jesus, the spirit of God, the Lord God Almighty, the Almighty God, the Elohim, Jehovah, all that God is, Father, Word, Holy Ghost. He is it. There's not another. It's not a second person of the Godhead. There's not a third person. There's only one person in whom in him are hid. It's hid these things. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And it's now being revealed to those of a pure heart. He said, rooted, not only rooted up, but we have to be built up in him. You can't just stay newborn babies. You can't just stay little children. You have to be built up in him. Not only rooted and grounded, but built up in him in all things of truth, which is faith, the substance of things, hope are the evidence of things not seen. And this is given to us in the revelation of Jesus Christ in Revelation 1, verse 1. To show unto his servants things. That's all truth. And he says, now, you are established and built up in him, established in the faith. The faith is the testimony of Jesus. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19, 10. And the testimony of Jesus is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. We see that in Revelation 14, 12. Those that love God keep his commandments. And those of the redeemed keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. The faith is the testimony of Jesus, which is the same in, in Revelation 14, 12, as it is in Revelation 12, when they keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, which is a remnant of the woman's seed, the church. That is wisdom. That is knowledge. And he says that you are rooted and built up in him and established in this faith, which will be the final wisdom and knowledge in the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God is finished. You're coming to the fullest measure of the statue of Jesus. No, the outward man has been perishing, yet that inward man is renewed day by day and then grown up into him in all things, in all truth. And this is what was spoken by the prophets. <clears throat> what does he say? As you have been taught, abounding therein, with thanksgiving, in all things give thanks, in all things of faith give thanks, in all things. Then he warns, beware, 
lest any man spoil you. We can be spoiled? Yes. We can turn from that grace. Grace won't fail us. Grace will never fail us. But we can fail in the grace of God, Hebrews 6. Do a willful sin, turning away from God. Trying to crucify again, afresh, the Son of God. And there remain no more repentance. Just as Esau sought it with carefully with tears and found none. We must walk in the present truth of the Word of God, not as little babies, newborn babies, or little children, not as young men even. We have to come to this full knowledge of wisdom, the full knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, which have been hid, all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But Jesus stated of there, and we will see, I will no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I'm going to show you plainly of this mystery. I'm going to show you plainly of the Father and of God and of Christ. He says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, deceitfulness of riches. Choke the word, it becometh unfruitful. Or when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake, by and by they are offended. Let no man deceive you there. Don't quit. You will, you will overcome. You will reap if you faint not. If you keep on, keep on running, running that pace, but only one when you run that race. Don't you know that all run a race, but only one winneth the prize. We must therefore run that we may obtain. This like precious faith that was once delivered to the saints is the testimony of Jesus, the faith in the testimony of Jesus coming unto all wisdom and all knowledge that's previously been hid in Christ, but it's revealed in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. This mystery of God is finished. And it says here that they've gone after this philosophy, vain deceit, the tradition of men. There's tradition handed down. Well, there's a trinity. God the Father, God, God the Son. There's no God the Son, Son of God. Why? Because the Son of God is the Father revealed in the body of flesh and blood. There's only one that are held in him, all treasures, wisdom, and knowledge. God's restoring us back to that faith, to those that have an ear to hear. Well, somebody said, well, I believe this all my life. Well, God's calling us to the true, real Jesus, the true wisdom, the true knowledge, and he's doing it now. It's not after the tradition of men. The tradition of those who made the word of God in effect. It's diluted it. And after the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. Well, we, gotta, we have to know. We must know what the rudiments of the world is. The world, rudiments of the world tell us as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Which is, and it stands to reason, to the intellectual mind, but it's not the truth. It's not wisdom. And it's certainly not knowledge because it's in him only, in Christ, which is a mystery of God. And it's the mystery of the Father and the mystery of Christ because Christ is the Father. Christ is God. The Father is Christ. Christ is the Father. And that's the wisdom. That's the knowledge. 
And he goes on and states that. For in him that is in the man Christ Jesus dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. Everything that God is, was, or ever will be in one body, bodily, one body. Everything. Everything that God is in wisdom. Everything that God is in knowledge is revealed in this revelation of Christ. Now let's see what Jesus said in John 16 about this righteousness. When the Holy Ghost comes, he's going to reprove the world of sin, Jesus said, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Now we're going to go to righteousness. Why righteousness? Because I go to my Father. Well, then he goes over there, and he says, now I'm going to tell you that I proceeded from the Father, in John 16, the mystery of it is that Christ is the Father of glory. He is that spirit. He's always been that spirit. We see it in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that all the Old Testament prophets from Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi, all of them prophesied by what? Well, by God through the Spirit of God. Well, through the Spirit of Christ. Christ is that Spirit. There's your mystery. Christ is that Spirit. (laughs) Well, that's what we're doing now. The body of Christ is coming to the fullness of the revelation of this wonderful mystery of God, the mystery of wisdom, which has been hid, but it's now revealed. It's revealed to everyone that has a pure heart and seeketh God diligently. We'll find it. And the day you search for me with all your heart is the day God said you will find me. You seek, you'll find. Not going to be open. And uh, he's doing it now. There's judgments in the earth, not to destroy mankind, but for us to return to the living God. Come and return to the Lord. For he is torn. He'll heal us. He's smitten. He'll bind us up. After the second day, he'll revive us. In the third day, we're in the third day now, in the fullness of time, he said, I'll raise you up, and you will live in my sight, face-to-face glory, charity, in all truth, not seen through a glass darkly, but then face-to-face, being we will know even as we're known of him. That's the fullness of glory which we're all called for. For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What's the treasure? All treasure and all knowledge is hid in Christ Jesus. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. He's telling you right there. Christ is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. Same thing, the mystery of God and the Father of Christ. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. The mystery of God and the Father of Christ in him in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Who is this? 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 says that all the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ. The Lord is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians three seventeen. Who is that? Christ, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. 
That what? That's certainly what? The grace that should come to us by the Spirit of Christ that was in them. That's a mystery. Christ is that Spirit. Always has been. When it testified beforehand, signified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. It's not a different Christ. Christ the Spirit is going to be the same that will suffer. How? Because he's going to be manifest in that flesh. Christ the man is Christ the Spirit. One and the same. For Christ, that is the foundation of the church. That is the rock, capital R-O-C-K. That's a revelation of Christ, which is the foundation of the church. But we have hewed out ourselves a little R-O-C-K, God Jr. Somebody said, I don't call him God Jr. Well, if you have a second person of the Godhead when there's only one person, there is another spirit or spirit that is begotten of the Father to our spirit called the Son. And there's not one. Because Christ, the Spirit, is Christ, uh, the man. One and the same. Christ, the Spirit, is the invisible Spirit of God. Christ, the Son, is that Spirit, the Father, revealed in a body of flesh and blood. It's revealing the truth. It's revealing the wisdom. That was hid previously is now manifest. But now in the fullness of it, in the last days, that has been sealed up among God's treasures to reveal in these last days. Oh, that they were wise. They, they would consider their latter end, the last end of it. Jesus said, I proceeded from the Father. Notice that he says uh, there, I proceeded from the Father and I go back to the Father. He said, all things, this is John 16 and verse uh, 15, all things, that is the things of faith, that the Father hath are mine. Revealed. Revealed in the man Christ Jesus. The words that I speak, John 14, are not mine, Jesus said. Well, then whose words are they? But the Father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me, He's the one doing the works. The works there, if you don't believe me for anything else, Jesus said, believe me for the work's sake, that he is the Father. And he said, therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. A little while and you shall not see me. And then again, a little while and you shall see me because I go to the Father. Well, same thing that Jesus said in Matthew 16. Some of you shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Well, we know that, uh, obviously, Judas Iscariot was not there present, that he had hung himself and his bowels gushed out. But we also know that Jesus said, some of you here, Matthew 16, shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. What is that kingdom? That's the mystery of the kingdom. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, did Jesus tell the truth? Sure he did. He is the life. He is the truth. He's the way. Well, when did they see it? On the day of Pentecost. The Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Christ in you. 
the coming there that was spoken of in Hosea 6, there, if we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he will come to us as the rain, the former, there it is, former rain, Acts the second chapter. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel in the last day, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's the former rain, moderately. But now he's going to cause to come down the last great rain of his strength, the latter rain. And we ask of God the latter rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord will make bright clouds and send forth showers to everyone grass in the field. In Zechariah 10.1, he's doing it now for those that have an ear to hear, which is leading and guiding us into all truth, the mystery of God, the mystery of wisdom, the mystery of knowledge. Revealed it the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave in him to show us. And he said, I'm going to show you all things. And he said, then some of the disciples, yeah, said among themselves, what is this that he saith unto us? They didn't understand. A little while, and you shall not see me, and again a little while, and you shall see me, and because I go to the Father. Well, the Spirit, Christ is that Spirit, and the mystery of God, and this Christ in you, the hope of glory, that's that mystery. Mystery of God and the Father of Christ. And when somebody said, well, Christ, I thought, was different from the Father. No, Christ is the Father. You'll see that, that there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, the Father of us all, and in us all. What? Christ in you, the Father in you, which is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Jesus in you, Jesus in you, that is the mystery of godliness. And we have this mystery given to us that is now revealed that what? In the word, not just partial word, partial truth, but the fathers, full grown, to the measure of the statue of Jesus, the ones that are receiving the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7 are the ones uh, that are the fathers because you have known him that's from the beginning, 1 John 2, 12 to 14, grown up into Jesus in all things, not a young man, but fathers. The Malachi 4, turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and children of the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. All truth. Known him that's from the beginning is that word. For in the beginning was the word, word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And the fathers know him that's from the beginning. Their eyes before and behind are the eyes of the Ain, are the fountain of living waters in truth. And only those will be sealed. Only those that come to full age. Growing up into Jesus and all things. Established in the doctrine of Christ. Not that he's just God and he is the Father. But coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in the body of Christ. Unto a perfect man, Jesus ahead. You, individual members in the body of Christ, making but one body. That's a mystery. And it's now being revealed. Jesus said, they kept the answer, we don't understand what you're saying, Jesus, a little while we won't see you. Then Jesus said, now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him. They didn't understand this righteousness. 
and said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of this that I said? A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me. Verily, verily. Now, that's a double, truly, truly. I say unto you, that's the amen. And the amen, I say unto you, that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. What is it? We're finding there he speaks of a woman when she is in travail, has sorrow, birth pangs, because her hour is come. The hour of the body of Christ has come. It's a revelation 12. I show you a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and moon and feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. That's not Mary. That's not Israel. It's the church of the living God in the mystery of Christ in the mystery of wisdom, in the mystery of knowledge that will bring forth a man-child caught up to God to his throne, Christ in you, the hope of glory, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man. And the remnant of her seed, the body of Christ, that keep the commandments of God, Revelation 12. Those that love God keep his commandments. And they have something else and have the testimony of Jesus. That testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints in all truth, not partial truth. And he says there, when she, as soon as she's delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. He's speaking there, the woman saved in childbearing. She consents in faith sobriety. There, that she shall be saved in childbearing. But we're speaking of the church bringing forth Christ in you. And he says, you now have sorrow, but I'll see you again. And your hearts shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Now watch this. When he's glorified, in that day you'll ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name. What's the name of the Father? Jesus. No other name under heaven. Given among men whereby we must be saved. So when we're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, that name is Jesus, Jesus alone. It's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. And that is taking on the name of God Almighty, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ their wedding garment. Jesus said, and in that day, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, now let's go on. He will give it to you. Now he's speaking as the Son of God in the days of his flesh. Then he says, Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name, asking you shall receive that your joy may be full, because he has exalted that name above all names and has exalted Jesus, that name of Jesus, that there's no other name, the revealed name of God, the blood name of God, the only salvation name of God, Jesus. And he says, notice in verse 25, these things have I spoken to you in Proverbs. 
the things of faith, the things of truth. Faith is a substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. And these things, all these things of truth, of wisdom, of knowledge, I have spoken to you in Proverbs. But the time cometh, in other words, and Jesus is glorified, when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. When? When he's glorified, he said, I'm going to what? I'm going to send the comfort to you, the Holy Ghost. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's a mystery of God, the Father of Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is that spirit. Christ is the Father. Christ is that Holy Ghost. And he said, now I'm not going to speak anymore in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plainly of the Father. At that day, when he's glorified, when he, when he has literally gone back, glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5, that day when Jesus, in Revelation 3, 21, said to him that overcometh, I'll grant this for you to sit with me in my throne. But where'd you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and I'm set, S-E-T, not S-I-T, set, but S-E-T, a settled state of glory, set down with my Father in his throne, literally being glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5, going back to the glory that he had before the world was, before he laid it aside, making himself of no reputation. He's taken all that glory back with the Father's own self. You want to see the Father? Look at Jesus. He's the Father revealed. That's the reason why in Acts 2.36, what is that mystery of the wisdom? In Acts 2.36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, that man, God hath made him, that man, both Lord. Well, how many lords are there? One. Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That man has been what? Lord Jehovah God Almighty and Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit. Uh, somebody said, I've never heard that before. Well, the mystery of wisdom is being revealed now. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second Adam, that last Adam, Jesus, was made a quickening spirit. Christ in you, the Holy Ghost the Spirit of God, that Spirit of promise. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise until you receive the promised possession. That is the mystery of wisdom. That's a mystery of knowledge. That's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ. That is the mystery. That is now being revealed to those that have an ear to hear. He says, Watch it now. He says, look at verse 26, very important. When Jesus is glorified, he said, now it's expedient I go away. If I don't go away, the comforter won't come. He said, while I'm in the world, I'll pray the Father to send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you in other words, I'm dwelling with you, apostles, and with your disciples now, and shall be in you. Shall be in you? You mean the man Christ Jesus is going to be in you? Well, when he's glorified with that spirit, God, the spirit, the quickening spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, Christ, then he will be in you. He said, I 
will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. What? In that day. When I've gone back to my father of righteousness, because I go to my father. When I've gone to my father, glorified with the father's own self, sat down with my father in his throne. Then I send you my spirit, which is the spirit of the father, which is the spirit of the son, which is only one spirit. How do we know that? Galatians 4, verse 6. God has sent forth the Spirit into our hearts, the Spirit of the Son in our heart, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, because the Spirit of the Son is the Spirit of the Father. There's only one Spirit. Now you're getting that wisdom. We all are. God is revealing that wisdom, that knowledge. And God has and that to reveal is that's not sealed up among my treasures to be revealed in the last days. Do it only 32. He's doing it. Yes, he said he would. Notice in that verse uh, 25, he said, I spoke to you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs. The Holy Ghost is going to lead you and guide you into all truth. You'll know the mystery of God and the Father of Christ. You'll know these things of faith. You will understand the faith that was once delivered to the saints that you've been contending for. You will receive it. You'll be letting God into all truth. How? By the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost. And he says right there, and he said, and I won't speak to you in the Proverbs. I'll show you plainly, Father. Look at verse 26. Very important. At that day, when Jesus is glorified, he sends his spirit back to us. You shall ask in my name, Jesus. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. What? I thought you were our intercessor. The intercessor, the mediator of the new covenant, is that spirit. <laughs> Romans 8, 23 through 26. No man knows how you ought to pray but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us according to the will of God with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit itself, that's a capital S. God is the Spirit, Spirit itself, who's Jesus. He's the intercessor, the Spirit of God. And he says, at that day, you ask in my name, Jesus. I don't say Father in the name of Jesus. Because he's already glorified. I'm not putting him back before the cross because at that day he's already been glorified. And I send you my spirit, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit of the Son is the Father. We see that in Galatians 4 6. God has sent forth the spirit of a son, the spirit of his son, into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. What's in our spirit? Abba, Father, which is Christ which is the Son. <laughs> it's only one spirit. There is your mystery of wisdom revealed in Christ Jesus alone. So he said, you ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I'll pray the Father for you. Why? For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. What's that? The Spirit of God, the Word, which is the Father, speaks his word. It's the same spirit, except in a different function. Again, God said, the said, the word, the spirit is the same as the father. 
There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, not whom in a union, heis, one, H-E-I-S, one in the self-same spirit. I came out from God. What? The Word, which is the Father. I came forth from the Father. I am coming to the world. Father revealed. You've seen me. You've seen the Father, Jesus said. The words that I speak unto you are not mine. The Father dwelling in me has it permanently. He's the one doing the works. They ask, where is your Father? Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. John 8, 24. This they understood not. He spake to them of the Father. John 8, 27. They still don't understand it today. But wisdom does. It cries at the gate. Here's the mystery of wisdom. Here's the mystery of knowledge. God's revealing it now to those that have an ear. And those that do will be sealed in Revelation 7 for the work of the ministry and will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness and all, all nations and then the end will come. What a wonderful time to be living in. A glorious time to be living in. The best time ever to be living in, in all truth, in the mystery of wisdom and the mystery of knowledge given to us through the leading of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Jesus Christ in you. Notice he said, I came forth from the Father and am coming to the world again. Again, I leave the world and I go to the Father, not beside him. I go to him. I'm set down with the Father in his throne. Revelation 3.21. Notice his disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speaketh no proverb. You're not telling us uh, anything in a dark, hidden secret now. We're seeing it. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things. Well, the one knoweth all things is the Father. But Jesus won't, even when they said, uh, time of thy coming, Jesus said, no man knows the hour, nor the day, nor the hour, when it will come, he says, only my Father which is in heaven. He's the only one who knows it. Not the angels. In the days of his flesh, he was emptied out of glory to be one of us, but he's taken all the glory back. But when he's glorified, he knows all things now. He knows exactly when he's coming back. He knows all things. And the disciples said, we know you know all things because you are the Father. You're glorified with the Father's own self. You've taken your glory back that you put off before the foundation of the world to manifest yourself through your creation. Now you're going back to that. That's wisdom. That's not worldly wisdom. That's the wisdom of God. And how great is that wisdom? There he says, we know. The disciples said to Jesus, we know you know all things and needest not that any man should ask you. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. You came, you're the spirit that came forth in the world manifest. The invisible spirit came into the world. Emmanuel, God with us, that spirit came into the world. That spirit was revealed in all wisdom, in all knowledge, walked among us, tabernacled with us, went back and glorified uh, back with the glory he had before the world was, back to his former glory, the Father. There you have the mystery of the, the mystery of the wisdom. It's hid and has been hid in Christ, in him in whom are hid all treasures 
of wisdom and knowledge. But the treasures of God, which are sealed, are now being revealed for those that have an ear to hear. Well, if you feel a witness of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, then we would like for you to contact us. We'd like to know you and become one with you in the body of Christ where every joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. We'd like to meet you and work together in the ministry with you in all truth. Simply give me a call. I'm Brother Dennis Beard. That's area code 903. A country code is 1. The area code 903-746-4885. Or you can write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can drop us a message or a question over the websites, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. We want to hear from you. God's doing it now. He's sealing his people with this final wisdom in all truth, which is in Christ Jesus alone. Christ is the Father. Christ is that Spirit. Christ is the Son. One and the same Spirit, different functions. The Father is the invisible Spirit of God. The Son is that invisible Spirit of God made visible, revealed. And therefore, you have that truth. In 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's antichrist. He's against this revelation of Jesus. He's against this revelation of the mystery of wisdom, the mystery of knowledge, the mystery now being revealed, the mystery that God, as has spoken by his holy prophets, that that mystery of God should be finished in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. He's doing it now. And then that, that 1 John 2, 22, who is the liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? What is Christ? Christ is all. Christ is all the offices of the Spirit. He is the Father of Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He is the Tetragrammaton, the old Awah. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of Man. He is the Father of the Word and the Holy Ghost. He is Christ is all. That's a mystery. But that's a mystery of wisdom. That's a mystery of knowledge. It's all in him. And there's outside of him, there is no wisdom. There's no wisdom in knowing principles. The wisdom is knowing the person. The person, wisdom, Jesus Christ. And we have that. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. That spirit of God that is going to manifest himself as Christ and then go back being made Lord in Christ in Acts 2.36, going back to his former glory. Who's born in the city of David? Christ the Lord. But he works as a man. Made and under the law. Galatians 4, 6. I'm sorry, Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made and under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. Well, that is Jesus laying aside his glory, took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, humbly himself the death, the death of the cross. But then after that, Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. John 2. 
and he spake of the temple of his body. Jesus raised up his own body that no, no man can do except he be God. And Jesus is that God. He is that Christ. He is the Father of glory. So, who is a liar, but he denied that Jesus is Christ. He's Antichrist that had denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father. He is that invisible spirit. And he has denied the Son. 1 John 2, 22. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. Now, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. 1 John 5, verse 1. There is no other God. Little children, let's keep ourselves from idols. And God's pulling the body of, uh, of Christ together right now. We'd love to hear from you again. Write to me, Dennis Baird, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Contact us on the websites, sailinggodspeople.org, sailinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. There, we'd love to hear from you. Look forward to to working with you in the ministry if you feel this witness of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your prayer support and the offerings that you have given. Your generous donations keep these podcasts coming over the air to you. And until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.